1: Check out 100 blackmenorg and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
2: Progress Report. It's your girl, Ila Shepherd. (laughs) Hey, boss, birth the most lit.
3: What's up, it's your girl, DJ Excel, and this is the Progress Report. We ain't staying now. Tune in every
4: time. We don't do no cap. Report only facts. Yo, what's going on? It's your boy Trinidad James, and I just got my progress report. On the progress report, and I got all A's. So, hey time, baby. The progress
3: report. All right, what's going on? It's your girl Lala Shepard. Boss Britt the Most Lit. Okay, this is the Progress Report Podcast. Man, we got a very special guest. That man, Trinidad James, is in the building. The motherfucking GOAT. Yes, Yes, sir. Bills. Hey let's man, as long as we've been doing this, we never had you on a show, which is so weird Cause yeah. it's like, I feel like you should've been here So okay. it's just, right. you know, salute to your team We appreciate y'all for making this Shout happen, Shout out to man. my team Absolutely, so, you know, what we like to do before we get into the Q&A of things We like to do a little icebreaker, a little ting, you know, just to Have a little fun Yeah, just have a little fun real quick Alright, so what we are gonna do is it's call a this or that type game, okay? Alright So you just pretty much just let us know which one you going with Okay Alright, let's get it so we're going to start with FUBU or Fat Forum? FUBU. Silver or gold? Gold. Braids or a silk press? Silk press. Reggae or Afrobeats? Reggae. J.R. Crickets or American Deli?
4: American Deli. Ooh.
3: Ooh. Onyx or Magic City? Magic City. Okay, I well, feel like period. I knew he was going to say all of those things. Word. Yeah. Period. Well, okay, again, well, let's make a toast. Um... To yes. the 10-year anniversary coming up, to the Thank progress report, pur- all that good shit. We in here. All right. Hell yeah. So let's Which take it, it to the top. It? He did that. No, they day. Holy,
2: that's the strongest one. all
4: right. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, I shot a delia man. It's black on Okay. okay to delia. I was
3: gonna owned. say
4: we got two black-owned joints. Well,
3: yeah, all black-owned joints. All black-owned shit. Facts. And we know that you big on supporting black-owned brands. And my shit. For my sure. Best. I respect that. So let's take it from the top. Um, so let us know how were you as a kid?
4: In what aspect, just like
3: what? Just every aspect. Like, what was your energy? Like, was you, you know, when you was like a, a toddler, like what type of aura mm-hmm. was you? did you have?
4: Um, I had a head injury when I was a child, so I don't mm-hmm. remember my childhood. Gotcha. I only remember it like age nine onwards, um, which that starts me at like second grade. Right. So anything before second grade, I couldn't really tell you because I don't know. Damn. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Starting the second grade, um, I mean, one of the, I, I remember, like, I'll tell you, the key thing that I remember is, like, uh, the house that I grew up on when I was a child, and this is like before I came to America, because I was, wasn't born in America, mm-hmm. um, it was behind somebody else's house, and we had a really big mango tree that I used to climb, and I remember there used to be these two big Rottweilers that were the neighbor's dog, and you used to always have to run past the dog to get <laughs> yeah. to my house. Um so you know it it was it was kind of ghetto but at the same time it was kind of fun mm-hmm. you know it's kind of like you know I've been living an edgy life cuz I used to mess with the dogs and then make them chase me um and they were big they were bigger than me cuz I was a child right. um so that kind of just ties into like what type of child I was to answer your question that's what I'm telling you that gotcha. and then um you know coming here to america um, it wasn't no Eddie Murphy type story, but um, it was still good because I came, I lived in a lot of places. I've lived in Canada. I've lived in New York. I've lived in Florida. I've lived in mm-hmm. Atlanta. I've lived in South Carolina, mm-hmm. you know, as a child. Um, but when I came to America, I came to Jacksonville, Florida first, mm-hmm. and in Jacksonville, the only thing I remember was that's probably the first and last time my mom ever gave me a whipping Um, I was just young and restless I used to like to run everywhere that's how I hurt my head running Mm. I used to like to ride my bike through people's houses damn like through shit, people's cut, houses, so you know, like, like over on Auburn the Avenue, they got like the shotgun old school houses like Martha's, right. the King, Where you can basically you can see straight through somebody Little else front, shit, yeah. or whatever. So, in the Caribbean, when we grew up at the same type of houses, and so I was just used to be a madman on my bike, just play too much going through people's houses. It wasn't random people, though, okay, you know, no, yes. I'm not like, like they they you know, Neanderthal, I'm just a child, got you, um, you know, so. Once again, but still edgy. So yeah. again, once again, answering your question. Free, um, free spirited. Yeah, free spirit. I mean, okay. just doing what I want to do. Gadget. You know, coming to just America. a kid. Yeah, Gadget. you know, just normal kid stuff. Yeah. Um, I think a pretty good kid um, because even though my mom gave me that whipping in Florida, <laughs> the, the reason why she never did it again, because I just wasn't that bad where she felt like she had to really do that again
2: what would you get the whipping mm-hmm. for? Right. Well, just the remember? things that
4: she used to consistently whip me for, which is like just uh, okay. not listening. Multiple there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you realize it's like, oh, he's just not going to listen. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you have to understand how to adjust to what type of listening your child does. <laughs> right. True. You know, whooping a child for something they won't change is starts to turn like abuse. <laughs> That's true. Nah, fact. You know? That's I need fine. to take That's that. I used to get a for everything. Get your parenting skills if you care about your
3: yeah
4: the future of it because you don't want to mm. associate. Your child's mindset would like if somebody say no, whoop the ass, right. right? You know what I'm saying? I or got somebody, you. That, that's not that's how children take things. Mm. So I appreciate my mother having grace with me. Um, and then my father, he only put his hands on me like one time. You know oh, what wow. I'm saying? Oh, you had a good um, job. Right? No chest. Yeah. You was <laughs> used no used no to a daddy punching
3: a chest type
4: shit. Yeah. yeah, it's just I was one of those type of people where it's like, I'm offended if you put your hands on me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But I'm aware.
3: I got you. I know,
4: so I'm saying it wasn't like for nothing. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying when my pops put his hands on me, I said something crazy to my mama in the backseat. So seat. it made sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I'm saying it wasn't. Like, I didn't do it. Right, right, crazy. right, right. It was right. You know for the what I'm saying? So once again, I'm only telling you these things because it ties back to your question. Mm-hmm. I got you. I would you. ever of like being edgy, being reasonable, being able Recute to like it. understand. Like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. There is a consequences for your actions. I've always nice. kind of moved that way as I grew up.
2: Facts. And once you came to the States, was it difficult or easy to transition living in the in America?
4: Well, the first year was hard mm. because well, no no no. I tell that a lot I was too young to understand what it was to struggle yet. Mm-hmm. We weren't rich or anything or well off, but my pops was just a hard worker. So you you know, and he's a hard worker and he had a great poker face. So you wouldn't know if mm-hmm. like, damn, are we hurting? Are we broke yeah. or are we up? You know what I'm saying? Like we had to stay with our my aunt before and mm-hmm. things like that. You know, so that shows us that, like, well, we wasn't just killing it. We had to go stay with somebody, right? Oh. You know, there's family, but it's still, that's somebody else's house and not ours. Right. So, you know, it kind of just goes to show we had to kind of move around a bit. So, like, we went from Florida to New York, okay. stay with my aunts and uncles in New York, and then we came to Atlanta. And Atlanta okay. is kind of where I really, like, was like, okay, I'm here mm-hmm. in America now because now I got to go to school. All these other places I didn't go to school. Mm-hmm. I was just moving around. My mom was teaching me. And also Trinidad education is way ahead of america's and mm, i don't mean that in a crazy. disrespectful way yeah 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 i'm just telling you the truth like one of my first primary the, it, all the education that i learned in trinidad right before i left it was first primary that's what we call it our mm-hmm. iteration of um, <clears throat> first grade we call it first primary but the knowledge the actual things that i learned in that school year of being in trinidad had literally was first second and third grade of america's uh, Damn! curriculum. Not facts.
3: I hear that a lot. In our one
4: primary, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So when I got there, I could have been in third grade when I got to Atlanta, but my mom put me back in second, mm-hmm. just so that I wouldn't. Uh, she she didn't want me to. Um, I don't know, be necessarily younger or older. She didn't want me to be awkward. She wanted me to come right, up with kids right. that were kind got of you. more. My age. Which makes sense. Which was cool Bang. from a standpoint, but that's the year, going back to your question of like, mm. how was the transition, yeah. right? That's your question. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> the transition, it really didn't count till I got to Atlanta and went to second grade. Um, it was a school over here, um, around here, like on the south side, zone three. It was called Minnie S. Howell. I don't know if it's still there. Mm. Um, but that school taught me a lot because that school, was that first year I got picked on the whole year, like the whole, whole year. And, um, because I had an accent, you know, and, mm. and back kids when... they are so mean. Yeah, are nobody understands what it, it is so to be from the Caribbean. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, you African booty scratching, nigga. Type shit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <You> <laughs> <know>. <laughs> I, could, I could see that.
3: It's not so, funny, but yeah.
4: So, yeah, I mean, what to call, it's definitely right. hilarious now. Right. But at the time, it was like, damn, I am the losing end of this joke right. every day. <laughs> every day? Like, bitch, every day? You know what I'm saying? so, you know, um, the type of person I am, so taking it back to what I told you about my pops and my mm. mom, like after they put their hands on me like that last time with well my pops, one time, and that was one and done. And then uh-huh. my mom, that time, and then never again. And it was because I pay attention. I whatever. I took those losses every day. I whatever, but I didn't take any ever after the next school year. Mm. You
1: know. What I'm saying? If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's.
4: Anybody that ever um, picked on me or oh, whatever that first year, I made them cry every day. Every <laughs> he had day. A whole, you had a list? Every you had day, a whole list of like, you I went fucking and this nigga. attacked everybody <laughs> <You> <laughs> every nice single day.
3: Get.
4: You know what I'm saying? Turned into the demon that they made me. Mm, you know what I'm saying? See. So that's kind of like how it was awesome because it allowed me to understand American culture fast like America like when I started going to school school was like you better catch on or we gonna tear your ass up mm-hmm. so I was like alright cool so fourth, uh, third grade or whatever I was caught up you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and from then on out or whatever I just never stopped being caught up or whatever I just I learned to not have to like make people feel bad in order to right. feel good About yourself You know what I'm saying It was yeah. just like yeah. I mean as a kid I wouldn't understand It's like course. Oh we're not getting right, right, taught right, right. Culture And other black culture And it's just like America for America And fuck mm-hmm. every other black person right. That's not American How I wouldn't know that I'm a child and yeah. I'm an immigrant child Like that right. You know what I'm saying But as I you know, got older and older Middle school To high school And um, you know It was a big transition for me Going from um, all black schools Here in Atlanta To all white schools In mm. South Carolina I saw you say that. On yeah, you know what I'm saying? So like going to like white and black schools. Totally um, different. All four years of my high school, I went to a different school every year yeah. in high school. You wow. know what I'm saying? Um, just because of issues that I had, I just didn't want
1: At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
4: I stop listening to people. You know, I was just like, you know, if I get into too much trouble, it's just like, I'm gone. I whatever, so i go leave and go to another state. And I get into too much trouble there, get into it with my pops, I'm gone. How then i come mm-hmm. back here and get into too much trouble, get into it with my mom, I'm gone. Or whatever. So I kind of did that back and forth, lost my eligibility to play basketball and play all sports really okay. um in school. So that kinda like um that kind of put me in a weird place because that's all I really had. Mm-hmm. I had uh being cool and being really good at almost all the sports, sports except baseball. You know what I'm saying? So it was like when I, when, I, too. <laughs> when I lost I that I couldn't get that baseball down pat <laughs> You know losing that kind of like it it, tur- it taught me another lesson at first. It was kind of mm-hmm. like damn. You know like I don't know if I'm going to make it here in America because the older you get is the less I for me as an immigrant mindset the, the older you get is the less you can depend on your parents is the more that you have to start defending your parents taking care of them. Fact. You know what I'm saying? That's because facts. like we were still immigrants. I was just goddamn getting through the system and shit. Shout out to my pops for that. You know, and um, that kinda like taught me all the great lessons. That's why Atlanta, I'm always gonna be indebted to it because it's like, it showed me how to be a man. You know, it showed me how to talk to people. Going to South Carolina showed me how to deal with all people. It showed Mm -hmm. me how to understand white people from the top. Like, okay, this is what white people own because my friends were white, their parents was white as hell, and you know, I would go hang out with them. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I I was cool, like I was that. Black person, it wasn't many of us that went to school. So it's like, Damn. once the white people felt like, oh, this is going to be our guy, a token guy, however, you become that guy. So our black friend right here. Man. Yeah, this is you know <laughs> he saying? cool as fuck. He's cool as fuck. <laughs> Mom, he can come over whenever he wants. Yeah, He's mm. good at basketball. He plays on the team <laughs> with me. It's not you know funny, but I know what you mean. It's just, that's uh, the reality of America, you know?
3: Question. So at what point did you start to understand racism or experience racism? Because I'm only asking just, just hearing. Um, your background, because I went to um, a mixed high school. Okay. Um. So I, I appreciated going to a mixed same, high school. Yeah. yeah. And college was the same. I went to a mixed college. But when did you realize or understand racism, and did you experience, and you know what I mean?
4: So America taught me racism, and in that we're not really taught racism. Not to say That's that racist. segregation or classism doesn't exist. It's everywhere. Facts. It's literally science of America of the world. I'm sorry. Um. So. It's just not taught. I think when you make, you take racism and you make it a curriculum, when you take racism and you make it a a point to like to defend a point, mm-hmm. you use racism as your case or whatever is like, well now you have planted that is like, oh wow, this is that serious that you put it with this crime or this thing mm-hmm. or this the reason why you're homeless or you just lost your crib is because these racist ass folks keep raising the rent on me. However, those things that people don't say Mm -hmm. in Trinidad, but people Mm -hmm. say that consistently here in America, Mm. however, you know, especially in the South, because that's where racism, segregation kind of like was rooted to a certain extent. Right. So with that being said, I have never had a racist act done to me. Well, that's great. He, yeah. Oh, I, I'm not. Yeah, I wasn't looking did, forward did. to it. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I'm um, but it didn't like what. But to answer your question of like when it became like I'm aware of it. Right. Um, It would be in high school. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? For other people. Mm-hmm. I feel like my other black friends would get the shitty end of the stick. But I think they would get the shitty end of the stick is because they wouldn't stand any ground. i like mm. who they were. I think that once white people realize that you're becoming white too and you're black, mm-hmm. it was like, well, bro, I got you. Right. You, Damn. you, you, you super ally. You were, yeah. You're like, well, like, please give them a white picket. Yeah, yeah. Give them a flag. Like, right, right, right. You like, carry force. You know what I'm saying? That type of thing. So mm-hmm. I just wasn't that person. Like, even though I'd be cool, respectful, all that or whatever, it's like, bro. First of all, mm-hmm. I'm not even from here, mm-hmm. so I don't even think like these niggas or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like at all. So it's a whole different ball game for me. And um, I feel that the white friends, you know, shout out to like my, old, my boy, Richard. He's, you know, this tall white boy named Richard. Big Richard! Big Rich. What's up, where you at, man? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Rich was trying to figure it out, and whatever, like, you know what I'm saying? This mom and them, it well, was white as hell. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, Rich had his own version of soul. How would everybody, but at the same time, he still really appreciated being a white boy. And I action. think like those are the, that's what I really appreciate It's like bro if you are proud to be white Then be proud to be that oh, Because right. I'm proud to be me too right. You know right. what I'm saying type of situation Like walk in that or whatever I never would call it segregation Or like take it as a microaggression Because a white person is being white I expect a white to be white Because that's what white people do
3: why do they call Richard people named Richard Dick? Why is that they nickname? <laughs> That's the weirdest shit. No, I actually or like William and really? really? okay. okay. William and Bill, know, like, like that is so Dick. random. Like, what the fuck?
2: <laughs> I want the action since we're talking about racism. So how do you feel about the Kanye West situation? White Lord? Or just in general? Oh uh, Well, we can talk about oh, that part about too. about the Jewish thing. Yeah, how he's okay. been, you know, a lot of companies, just recent Adidas, have mm-hmm. cut ties with him. He's even been cut off from banks right. because of the anti-Semitic comments he made. But mm-hmm. everyone's more so only speaking about what he said in that manner, but not really about the anti-black comments. So how right. do you feel about that situation?
4: Well, I mean, we, we're, we're working on, we're working on ourselves. When you see things like that, I mean, the, it's obvious that it's a divide in the level of racism. Like you could mm. say this mm. to this particular demographic, and it could be a racist remark. And well, this would be the maximum consequence, mm-hmm. however. But if you say this to this particular race, well, then this is the maximum consequence. I think when you realize what your maximum consequence is for your actions, however, then you got to move accordingly. When I look at a person like Kanye West, who I don't know, okay. never met.
3: Same. So you know
4: what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah, anything, I never met, yeah, anything yeah, never. I'm saying, you should take with a grain of salt, right. or whatever. You know, it's like. Am I telling the truth? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I feel that he is aware of what is happening. Everything that he lost, he's not, um, not, not to say he had it already written down, like, oh, I know I would lose this, this, this. Yeah. It's just like once he decided what were the big things that he would lose, right. then all the other small shit is like, bro, you don't matter. Yeah. How whatever. And that type of business and that type of money, how whatever when, like, that person all the way in the back is, like, saying something crazy. Nobody sees you. We will never care about you, and you will always be that person in the back. Mm-hmm. So, with a person like Kanye, because he's has the giraffe perspective compared to the lion's perspective. Like everybody wants to be a lion, but a lion can't see what a giraffe sees. It's just a, it's That's a nice. different it's a different type of power game and power struggle mm-hmm. that he's dealing with too. Mm-hmm. That for us lions, black lions, la da la black panthers, mm-hmm. we can't see it because we're not giraffes. We haven't leveled up to that level yet to see the things. Is he right on everything he's saying? I don't know. Right. Because I don't know. Right. I am not in the situation. Yeah. You right. know what I'm saying? Um. Uh, we always wish that Uh. when you look back at certain situations in our own personal lives, damn, I wish I could have said it better. Definitely. I Fact. wish I could have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. When, when I heard uh, this one white guy or Jewish guy say to Kanye, he was like, hey, you have a problem with Jew- with particular Jewish people. You don't have a problem with Jews right. or right. whatever. You could have been more specific. I wasn't mm. mad when he said that. Yeah. Because, yeah, if you really actually have a problem with five people, don't make it on five million. Right. right. Because you have the power to make it on 50 million. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got to always remember the, the uh, what is it called? The intensity, the intensity, but actually more important. Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. And a breakfast cut off.
0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
4: The impact of your power. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, he's very aware because he's a very intelligent person. But even the most intelligent, the most rich, I still see them as human. And they still are a subject to make mistake. But even outside of mistake, do something in- intentionally. Like, actually, like, fuck you. I don't give a fuck how you feel, and I'm going to dig myself out of my own grave. Fuck all y'all who don't want to dig a shovel with me. Some men are just like that. Some women are just like that. And is it not kind of crazy? From our perspective or for somebody who never bet on themselves, yeah, it's crazy. But if you've been down $50 million and ended up a billionaire in like a five-year span of shit, then you know what it is to actually really bet on yourself. Everybody else is a nigga who ain't never went that hard for themselves. Right. Nah, for so you damn show can't go
2: hard for me. <laughs> and Vox. that's okay. I respect, I respect. that, yeah, facts.
3: And so, so Trinidad, I definitely want to get into music too. Um, I, so I moved down to Atlanta, um, 2013 in the summer. From where? Um, from Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh,
4: that's a gangster
3: place. Man, hell this, yeah, that's this, where I'm this, from we're, too. are yeah, from the same from city Cincinnati, too. Yeah. So, okay, listen. So, um, I just remember when you know when your song "The All Go Everything" mm-hmm. fucking took over. Like it was, you couldn't go nowhere and not hear it. Um, and just during that time, like I said, that's when I first got into it. That's when music was fun. Okay. Um, so I want you to just kind of reflect back to the 2012, you know, Trinidad James. And mm-hmm. just before the song had took off, what was you doing? What was you going through at the time? And like talk about just getting ready to release that song.
4: <clears throat> if I could give you a breakdown of the timeline, it's 10 years ago. So excuse me if I leave out the good. main points or the main people. Um, But what I do remember is that 2011, Mm -hmm. um, my buddies, they always been doing music. So, like, Mm -hmm. my close clique of unit friends that I built from, like, way back when I was, like, a heavy Jehovah Witness as -hmm. a child. Those people are people who I stay cool with because that's how I came up. So, when... Like we all stopped like really being Jehovah's Witnesses, or like going to the Kingdom Hall, which is like a Jehovah Witnesses' um, version of the church. Kingdom Hall, what you call it? Um, You know, we that was something that kind of like kept us together because it was like, uh, for a lack of better words, we're rebels together. You know, so you know how dudes just make dumbass gangs. Anywho, (laughs) um, we did that, and when we did that. they were very musically inclined and they inspired me to be musically inclined. But once again, it's always a different dynamic for me and my friends mm. because I am an immigrant. They're not. Mm-hmm. If they get locked up for some bullshit, they mama could come get them out, it's all good. If I get locked up for some bullshit, I could get deported. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's always been a different dynamic for us. Um so it's always kind of put me where it's like, are we the X-Men? But I'm actually Wolverine. Well, right. I'm gonna leave y'all niggas. I'm gonna go do my own thing. And it ain't nothing personal. It's just I like to boom my myself because I got to because I can't do the same things that y'all do. It's almost kind of like a privilege that y'all have. Mm-hmm. It's not a black privilege, it's an American privilege. Mm-hmm. Actually, being born from here, privilege that yeah. I don't have. So, anyways, I bring all that up to say that those guys coming up with them, they were doing music, right? Doing music. I'm hustling, I have a lot of uh, hustles, like I'm in the streets I'm running the boutique, I'm a stylist, I'm selling sneakers I'm selling this, I'm selling that Like I'm like the plug or
1: mm-hmm.
4: whatever, for certain things and um, they were doing this music thing and to me they were hustling backwards and I hate hustling backwards so I decided to help them out to become like a I didn't know what the term was at the time because this is before I knew anything about the business. How, I would, What I was actually becoming was like their manager, mm. like their project manager, and somebody to speak on them. I had kind of an in because I'm working in one of these popping boutiques right over here on top of the underground called Ginza Boutique. It's not there anymore, mm-hmm. but um, it was a legendary place. If you know, you know. We really put the okay. city onto some drip. Um, Anywho, <clears throat> Because I have relations with the brands, because I'm ordering the brands for the store, certain brands that were really cool, um, I'm going to use one brand for a name because I remember it's called Joy Rich. Joy Rich is the name of the brand. We started carrying their brand in the store right here on top of Ginza. When, in my mind, I got the bright idea. It was like, ooh, what if I take these clothes to my job, give it to them to wear, get my other friend, who she started to shoot pictures, mm. get her to shoot their pictures, take those pictures of them in the clothes, then send it to my rep who I'm ordering the clothes from. Like, oh, check out these artists from Atlanta. That's and Joy Rich. That's yeah. smart. I, I, remember,
3: have, I remember they brand. We want you to come skip class with us and share your story on our new segment called Skipping Class. Look, we want to talk to all the artists, indie or mainstream. Or if you're an entrepreneur, come build your brand with us and tell your story to the world.
2: You'll also get the shine our locker, and you'll get promo clips for all your fans. So DM us today, or visit our website, tprmediagroup.com. Get locked in with us.
4: That's right? crazy, yeah. You know what I'm saying, good. and so and that and then they got their first like blog post mm-hmm. on Joy Rich's website. His mm. this band out of Atlanta, they went even. His <laughs> it. band out of Atlanta, you yeah. know what I'm saying. So like in my mind, I was like, oh, this I'm helping out my homies, keeping them fresh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How boom, 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 and then they were recording in the house. How I found them a studio, to a real studio, a real engineer. Mm-hmm. How I because I didn't believe in them hustling backwards. These are my boys, you know. Um, anyways, in the midst of helping them One of those sessions that I got for them early I beat them there They're late to the session So me and the engineer sitting there waiting however, whatever So, shit, I just started writing lyrics Or whatever, just writing I used Damn. to write back in the day when I was a teen however mm. whatever um, So I'm just killing time Anywho, I think I end up recording that record And then when I was done recording They still hadn't got to the studio Damn, Running late, right? Nigga shit they get there. Um, <laughs> when they get there, um, obviously I'm just chilling, waiting. I don't say nothing. I, whatever. they get to doing what they do. I don't say nothing the whole session. After that session, uh, the engineer brings up, like, shit, y'all made him record. And it was like, oh shit, you recorded something? Let's hear it. Played it for him. They liked it. However, mm-hmm. so that felt good. Like, even though I didn't care, I wasn't doing it for anybody's approval. Right, right, I, right. I was doing it because I think it's late and I've got nothing to do and I'm bored. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, they was like, I like it. I was like, all right, cool. I ain't really doing nothing else. Anyways, to wrap this story up, through them, I started writing lyrics, and every time I would do something, they would really, really like it. One of my songs they liked so much, they took part of my verse and made that a hook for another song. So now mm-hmm. we had three, I got three songs, and then the <laughs> song that they took that part of my verse to make the hook, we ended up performing that song in a talent show off Buford Highway, and Winning a talent show with the song, mm. however, and right in that moment, right there, the grand prize was $500. Uh, a time, a chance to go to the radio station, and maybe mm. some studio time. And for me, um, it's five of us on the song, however, mind you, I'm on my Wolverine, shit, so I'm already <laughs> hustling, already getting money. Yeah, I mean, I'm outside. How whatever. I'm like, man, it's a waste of time. We just did all this, I done put up all these fits, how whatever, all gonna win is a that. A thousand each. Yeah, no, $500 so for five Oh, $500 said yeah. $5,000. Five, Damn, y'all had to split up on it. I was like, what? Like, Damn. Like, what? Come on, now. So, it it was, once again, it was like, oof, this music shit have wasted my time. This yeah. are going do it. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying to myself, yeah. Yeah, yeah. whatever, because I'm about, I have to make this money. Mm-hmm. I have to take care of my mom, because once again, like I said to you earlier, when you are coming from an immigrant standpoint, the older you get is mm-hmm. the more of like, damn, I can't depend on my parents. I gotta take care of mine. And my parents split, mm-hmm. or whatever, so it's different. So, boom, 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 that all happened. We do another performance. I get off work early, close the store down. I dress everybody, Then dress myself. Go do the story, I mean, go do the show, get to do the show, they cancel it. Damn. Whatever. I said, I'm mm. done with y'all niggas, I'm done. Uh, whatever like I'm done with my contribution to the musical part of this this shit is stupid like mm. I don't do that like I'm efficient I'm on point and I'm about getting my money. I don't do things that don't get me money unless the relationship is actually really worth it For sure. uh, whatever and I'm my discernment is pretty damn good. It's been that way because it's had to been that way because I'm not coming from a normal per- perspective I'm coming from a survival immigration perspective or mm. uh, whatever is like damn. Damn, damn, damn! At any given time, anything can happen. How whatever, but we all say, "Fuck it." Anyways, leaving them, let them do their thing. I'm not doing it no more. That's 2011. Coming to 2012 now, right? 2012 is the same year dog where everything comes out. So we start the year. I don't know how to start the year, but I know somewhere through the year I get locked up with my ex.
0: When something happens to your kitchen, you might say,
1: "This is ludicrous."
4: that's when I realized like, oh shit, getting locked up is, that's not me, like I'm a boss. Like I'm not the person to get locked up. Like y'all get locked up and I'll get y'all out. <laughs> yeah, that's, you. you know what I'm saying? Not to say that I, I want you. anybody to get what locked I up, I but I'm I not you. the person <laughs> to be locked up because can't nobody get me out. <laughs> I got right. me out. Right. You <laughs> see what I'm saying? So it's a waste of time for yeah. me, I'm the boss. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, and I don't like being in any place that don't have a clock so there's no clocks inside of jail so it's like i don't like that like yeah. it's just it's not. if it had clocks it'd be different but it's yeah. no clock <laughs> or oh, whatever so i get out and i was like damn this is trash and when i um what happens next i think i take that as motivation to figure out yeah what i'm gonna do mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and then in the midst of that the dude who i was working for at the clothing boutique where i was a stylist and running that spot he had said something that really hit me a certain type of way of like basically he wasn't saying it in like a, out of malice he was just talking in general like we would talk because we got really cool mm-hmm. and like, i basically i was supposed to have my own store like another store and he would run that and i would run the one i was in and then he had a son and it was like i'll be working for his son and then i had that yeah, vision yeah. in my head like mm-hmm. would i be working for it like, right Oh, no, I really, really got to do something else. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I was like, you know, I got a lot of things to say. That's a lot going on. I'm in a weird place with my guys because of me leaving. Or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, so I'm only really, really cool with my best friend who is still in the group. With people who are not my best friend, but we cool as hell. These are like the coolest people I'm cool with. And like yeah. now it's a weird divide because once again, once you're on Wolverine shit, that shit causes... Friction, mm-hmm. Because it's like, nah, bro, we a team. And yeah, I'm a team, but I'm my own player. That's just how I came up. So it's like, that it bothers people. And I get that. Or whatever, you know what I'm saying? That's why I do a lot of things myself. Anywho's, to go back to what your initial question is, it's like, what is that 2012 coming into the album? Mm-hmm. So we swing around. I hit my best friend. I say, hey, bro, I'm about to do my own project. Or whatever. He was like, shit, nigga, do that shit. You're going to do it anyway. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, he's like, just let me hear it. When you are you done? I was like, bet. So I started working on it. I would've started at the top of the summer or like spring, 2012. Mm-hmm. I would've started working on it whatever. Um, I ain't got no beats or nothing like that. So I'm getting like spare beats from my partners mm-hmm. and, and this, that, 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 that. Whoever I'm still really, really cool with, that's what I'm getting beats from, I'm finding stuff online. Finally finish up um, the project per se and I try and put out all, go everything first. Um, which is kind of interesting that I did because I didn't know any better. It's not like I knew that, like, oh, that's the hint. so let me put it out first. Right. I just was like, it felt braggadocious, and I liked the, the artwork for it that I had. It was, like, mm. my coolest shoes at the time. Mm-hmm. So I wanted a way to put out, like, I got better shoes than y'all niggas. <laughs> like, you don't have, the, I got, like, Yeezy 2s, Galaxy phone posits and Jeremy Before Scott. niggas was wearing it. Like, before niggas <laughs> even, no, like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not, like, even, like, established rapper and like like I'm a street nigga with this stuff. Right. However, I'm like, bro, I'm better than you. However, mm-hmm. like like whatever you think. On this fashion side of things, I'm better than you. I got you. this shit. Mm-hmm. I got it, bro. Yeah. yeah. So that was kinda like me putting that card out there first. Well mm-hmm. that card didn't mean shit because nobody listened. <laughs> Literally. Fifty plays in a month on SoundCloud, damn. nobody gave a damn. However, <laughs> so I got it off of there, and erased. It, or whatever you like, took it down. Oh yeah I took it. Down. <laughs> I was like I'm, I'm not about being embarrassed. I'm not about that um, Never knew that. You know, I'm just not about it. Mm. Well, at that time. Okay. At once I'm giving you, you know what I'm saying? At that yeah. time, it, was like, it wasn't until I got into this game where I was like, oh, you have to understand that you will take ills publicly and you got to fight through it. However, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. the way that life is set up for people that are not in this game, however, mm. it's like, bro, nobody know nothing about you. Right. Not nobody give a
3: fuck.
4: Mm. Uh, whatever. The only people that give a fuck about you is the people that you fucking, and the people that's your family. That's That's it. You know, so... Anywho's, boom, roll around, take that song down, or whatever, like mm, mm, chill right quick, figure this out, regroup, however, I think I, uh, I, I kind of regroup, and I was like, instead of putting it, just having it up on SoundCloud and expecting people just to gravitate to it, maybe I need to work and push it and send it to people, mm-hmm. or whatever, so I was like, all right, let me put some more work in. So I put it back up on SoundCloud, and so now I'm reaching out to like different, like local people I know, people who shop with me, people I might have styled, mm-hmm. or whatever who know me from the shop, right? In the midst of that, I try to send it, all go everything, or I send all go everything to this artist named Grip Pliers. He passed oh, away yeah,
3: at RIP. yeah, RIP, yeah, yeah. Yep,
4: he's from Atlanta, yep. legend. His son is in college now, shout out to his son. Um, he doesn't reply. But in the midst of it, it's a guy named DJ Dirty who, see, who knows Grip And follows Grip And was working with Grip And sees the link mm. Clicks on it like What the hell is this? Or whatever And when he listens to the song He DMs me The next day at work um, I'm at work He's in New York And he's like Hey I'm blah blah blah, blah. I run a, um, a underground Down south radio station In New York City um, I heard your song That you sent to my boy Grip um, you the next voice of Atlanta. Um, I was like, "Get off my phone!" You know what I'm saying? like, bro, what? I don't even like. I don't know you, white boy. You know what I'm saying? Like, mind you, I'm in the South now, and I'm been around y'all, so I'm right. like, white boy, what you talking about? Like, I'm, on, I'm on that type of time. You know what I'm saying? Like, what you trying to do to me, white boy? You know that type of shit. And um, oh, you know, it ended up really being the truth that he really believed that. He put his money where his mouth is, and when I say put his money where his mouth is, he actually he's put his relationship and his own neck on the line with different people that were coming to his establishment working mm-hmm. or because he worked at a pizza place in New York City that was right next to the radio station oh, that was owned by the dude who owned the pizza place. His wow. boy, how whatever it's called, Little Frankie's. If you're from New York, go to Little Frankie's and get you some pasta or pizza. It's incredible. He worked there, but New York is a really interesting place. You've been in New York? Yeah. You've mm-hmm. been in New York, right? Mm-hmm. So you know New York, you can go into like some hole in the wall and you might see Rihanna in that place. Right, right, like, right. Yeah. right? So doing going people people used to come in there and eat with him because there's a known ass pasta place. Yeah. And people love pasta in New York. It's New York, come on now. And so he started um pushing my songs to like different people. The owner of the fader. Mm. Uh, A&R who works at Sony big Republic. relationships yeah. you know these relationships he's had forever yeah. because he's musical knowledge he's a DJ mm. His musical knowledge people will come that's what I like about New York people yeah. they will pick the brain of the common person to understand what's really going on in the culture because right. that's who knows the culture not the people at the top sometimes that giraffe view I speak about yeah. it throws you off because you don't know what's going on with the lions that's so true. You know, mm-hmm. it, it works both ways mm-hmm. and so with that being said and understood shit People just was like, there's no way. It's not a real person. Or hmm. whatever. It's like, the song is interesting. So I might have sent him like three, four songs. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm trusting him a little more, right? However, I sent him mm-hmm. like three, four songs. He'll pitch it, to, pitch it to these people. And then finally, I sent him the cover because I just got it done. My mm-hmm. boy Corey Davis who used to work right here at City of Ink. He has his own City oh, of yeah. Ink. City of Ink, yeah. Right? Yeah. Black own Shout out. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Maya Bailey, all those good people. Um, He did my cover and when I sent that cover over that cover changed everything because I wouldn't know this to go back to 10 years ago Mm -hmm. but it's things and for any young person that's watching this that's an aspiring artist man, woman, whoever you are um in label world in the industry world and in this game the real game hmm. the things that make people want to say who is that is first of all the talent coming through of on course. the product whether your product is tv jokes music whatever your medium is the talent has to come through your product then it's like what is the image behind this product branding. How whatever branding however when those two things make somebody be like Ain't no way mm-hmm. Then people want to come see you And nice. they literally did that They flew out to my job Right here at Ginza uh, Sony One of those Sony record labels, one of the guys mm. And came and listened to the I project to While you. I was still working That's crazy Folding shirts And dealing with customers At my job Like broad day 1, 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. And so um, They want I, they wanted me to sign um, I, I don't even know what that meant At the time You know what I'm saying I'm like mm-hmm. well, Like I'm a street nigga who is like trying to figure it out, how, whatever. And I'm using music as a medium to start building. Like, I was ready to put in that, like, all right, I'm in this goddamn local performance with y'all. All right, let's get it. It's my songs versus you All songs. All right, you go, you go. I'm rapping to the track. Let's do it. I just paid my 150. Come on. I was ready for that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, shit, fuck it. You know, I, I know I could dress better, so I know I would excel. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. um, Shit, when they came, I was like, okay, these people do a thing. Hmm. They're from New York. They just Hmm. spent their own money to come to my job to listen to this project that I just recorded in this whiteboard closet. so out of that came the plug to a3c shout out to a3c we were just talking when about a3c, A3C. Right? yeah man right shout out to a3c <laughs> yeah, man i yeah, wouldn't for be for me without sure. a- nah, that's that. you know for without sure. a3c i wouldn't be me so always sure. respect and shout out to them I mean, when it comes to like starting the groundwork for me so- you know and that relationship through that person who put that together allowed me to shut that down over there by wish at the star bar mm-hmm. on the side crush that show whatever then I had a buzz going around the city with the hipsters and the okay. hood niggas because I'm cool with both. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Because I'm in the streets, heavy, mm. but I'm also cool with kids who weird as fuck. If you mm. think they weird, you know what I'm saying? Like right. for the standard of America, like, oh, they don't fit into this like white T Levi Air Force One. Right. I got the bomb in my pocket type. Mm. You, know, you know what I'm saying? They trade Yu-Gi-Oh cards and like Dragon Ball <laughs> Z and listen to Gucci right, Man.
2: Right, right, M&M, right. You know what I'm saying? It's cool. It's all yeah, right. Yeah.
4: I never judge people. You know what I'm right. saying? And um, I give you all that backstory because all this is happening and building the buzz. Mm. And, like, I'm still working this job, hustling on the side, do da 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 or whatever. And just trying to figure out, like, okay, what's next? And uh, DJ Dirty started working the plays. And everybody really, that cover really changed everything because the fader posted the project when we dropped it. Crazy. That's huge. Uh, which is like, what? The fader? <laughs> the way I got a homie. Um, his name is Warra. Warra Wara, W-A-R-A. Wara from the block is his full artist name. He's incredible, mm. lyricist, incredible. He'd been incredible way back then when I'm talking to you. He incredible now, he's, he just, he's dropping an album tomorrow, actually, check it out. I heard it already, it's tight as fuck. Um, he came down to my job, mm. and he Great. was like, Hey okay, bro, how you getting the fader? He literally like said because it was like that's great this is like is the Fader? no that's major you that's see huge. me on top of you see me in the underground almost every day nigga. i probably <laughs> gave you some molly or yeah. some weird it's like it's not adding up yeah it's, not, it's like what how are you in the to like favor? how is this dude how, what you can't like, pay to be on Facebook. you know what i'm saying exactly you couldn't <laughs> pay to be on it literally like i had not. a job and my manager at the time had a job we had jobs yeah
2: you know and were I mean? you even talking about that you were in Fader, like, to people, like, yo, go
3: check me out. Fuck no. Yeah, so it's crazy. I don't, like, bra- yo, don't ever tell people
4: about the things I got going on. You definitely yeah, not bragging
3: yeah. and you don't care about money, I know.
4: Like, that don't, oh, that ain't, like, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, that's nothing. However, because for me, even in that moment there, I'm, I'm still in survival mode. Mm-hmm. So that music shit is not paying me. This is just clout stuff, like the dudes alive mixtapes. This one dude was at Walters. You Shout know out Walters. to Pesh. Pesh, my dog, right? So my boy, Propane, he works mm-hmm. with with uh yeah, yeah. With your guardian in there. Yeah, Propane. Yeah. Propane is at Walters. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my boys at Walters. When I got my first paycheck, sure. I would have spent that all with them. I bought my first shoes with them. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, they let me put my CDs that's how right. on top of the register Man. or whatever type shit. And. Everybody was just coming. You know, everybody shopping them. Jeezy Ross, all them older yeah, type of niggas who, like, whatever their ones and shit and, like, like, five XTs. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, they shopping them um, at shame. the time, you know. And um, I'm just saying, I dress <laughs> I know, better than know, these niggas. My, so it's I like, know, I know, this I is how I'm always looking at niggas. It's I like, bro, you. if you don't dress better than me, we have, we're equal. Mm. We're equal because anything else that you got going on in life, this image of mine ba- balances it out, bro. So, um, Propane Picks up the CD mm. He like Who the fuck is this Asking the people Inside of Walters mm. like, Oh that's my boy Shout out to my boy Kumite Sean One of them tell him Hey give him my number Or he give No 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 This nigga called The store phone At Ginza And was like Hey I'm looking for Trinidad James So I answered the phone As like You know Like what's going on At Ginza I was like What the fuck yeah. I was like Who is this Oh, was like, hey, bro, I'm boom, boom, boom. Propane's like, hey, bro, what's up with you? What you got going on? How oh, whatever, where you at? How oh, whatever, he's like, shit, bro, I'll get you a deal right now. Mm. He ain't even heard the music, he just saw the cover. Damn. He just picked up the CD. I was like, once again in my mind, i like, let get on my phone. Like, you know, all these people are talking at me. Mind you, I've always looked at myself like a boss. Mm-hmm. I've never looked at myself as like anybody's worker, because I ain't never worked for nobody in the streets. Mm-hmm. I worked for somebody in legal world, but in non-legal world, Niggas ain't told me what to do. Mm. I'm gonna go get what I get and then I'm a boss. Mm. So it's like I'm not used to people talking at me. Mm. Or whatever, like you gonna like, bro, calm down. It's a little weird. Or whatever, just based off my street mentality. Anywho's, he was like, look, you don't believe me? Cause he could tell that I'm not fucking with him. Mm. He was like, shit, I'm gonna put you on top of live mixtapes.
3: That was huge at the time, I don't even know what
4: live mixtapes is like. I know what it is, but I don't know, like... At the time? Yeah, what that means. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know what it is, because I'm playing everybody's mixtape
0: on it. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again, because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.
4: Shit in right. the stove. Mm-hmm. How whatever. Shit. The next day it really was at the top there. How whatever. And so all these things are happening, but I'm not making no money. Mm-hmm. So it's not that important to me. It's, it's nice. like this is cute. This is cool. Yeah. Yeah, we got something there. I know it's something there. But my hustles, that's what I'm focused on. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, long story short, mind you, we, the project is out now. Um, we drop... Two things happen. We do a show at MJQ, like mm. we're about to do here for the 10-year anniversary. we're going to get into uh, that, too. You know what I'm saying? We do the show at MJQ. It yeah. go absolutely insane. Mm. I don't... It's... That a show at Santos in New York and then dropping the actual video for All Go Everything because that came out October 16th or 17th so it just passed so there, to me I look at it my real 10 year anniversary just happened because when I dropped that video that's when everything really really changed and then I actually really was like oh I'm making a bag mm. cool okay Facts. but I still it took me a long time in even in the midst of making these bags doing music to leave my job
3: I get it. I didn't
4: leave my job until like 2013. So, all mm-hmm. through 2012, I go do all these shows New Year's, Christmas, Thanksgiving. I would ever go make these bags and then come back to work. That's crazy. I whatever like, ain't nothing happened. You
3: gotta make I would, that money.
4: You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I'm making money, but I was like, I'm gonna make more. Make money. more money. I you think? know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna right. get it all. I would, have like, oh, I can get this out of them and then get this out the street and then have this legal, stable, nine to five thing. How would was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm lit, or whatever. Like, well, I'm gonna get something from my mama, Are we up. Um, and in reality, all these things were, were done so that I could own my own shoe store. Mm. That was the point. Got not you. to be famous, not to have a number one, not to be anybody's fake friend. How mm. would have, literally just so I could own my own store and take care of my family.
3: Bam. And so I got like a thousand questions into one. Okay. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> real quick, so like we are celebrating ten year anniversary. First, I want to ask you, yes, yes, talk about your relationship with Rich Homie Quan because he brought you out for his ten year anniversary. And like I said, like during that time frame, like that was such a beautiful time for music. Like it was so fun at that time. Like mm-hmm. I just really, really missed those days, right? So I want you to talk about coming out for his ten year anniversary concert and talk about your mindset. Celebrating your 10 year anniversary concert, which is actually by the time we release the interview, it's going gone bend and happen.
4: Right. So, um, you know, it, it, it's different pieces to it, but the coolest thing is growth. Mm-hmm. What I love about, you know, Quan selling out, um, what venue that was, Jose, that he did? Uh, what song? Tabernacle.
3: Yeah, Tabernacle. yeah, yeah, yeah. Him a vibe. selling out
4: Tabernacle it was huge. Uh, was huge, first of all, in the city. Um, even if he didn't bring me out, just seeing it. You know, seeing, shout out to my boy Day Day
0: who's, sure. Who helped
4: me out in the beginning um, His his people, Tay and Almonte and all those guys You know, just seeing their growth But with the source, Quan And even before we even get to Quan, Mr. Corey, his dad mm. um, You know, these 10 years I would say honestly Eight of them Consistently Every single day he sends me a scripture hmm. For eight That's years hard. straight for eight years, eight whole years straight, he sends me a scripture out of the Bible every morning, every morning, and one of the most consistent people in my entire life, you know. So that's always, no matter if me and Kwan ain't speaking years, how whatever, we we good
3: for sure,
4: you know. So when ten year anniversary time come around, you know, it his his dad was like, hey, well of course you're invited, however, but I had already made a plan in my head. I'm coming to this, yeah. you know, because I look at them like family. You know, um, we started together or whatever. I kind of jumped out there first. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, kind of like knocked down the walls, took the arrows in the back. Then Quan came and took that shit to another level. You know what I'm saying? Lucci came. We know, Forte, T.F.G days. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Jacquees, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like,
3: yeah.
4: you know, um, we did what we had to do. We learned a lot of hard lessons. Oh yeah. You know, but just, it was it's beautiful, man. Just seeing them walk out there. You know, um, I was a part of their uh, family prayer before he walked on stage. Mm. And it just felt good, man. You know, mm. Um, mm. just to know that it's like me and him had a really good conversation at OneFest. And I just wanted to let him know, I was like, bro, I, I definitely want to use my next 10 years to just be a better friend to you. Hell yeah. Compared to just being like busy because I was figuring it out. Just like, bro, I want to be a better friend to you. You know what I'm saying? We're literally going to hit the studio tonight. But it was I was happy for him super happy and then taking it back to now minds, you know um he has a show so i'm not sure he would be able to make it mm. to minds, but he really wanted to gotcha. um but i don't kind of live for this like oh if i do something you gotta do something for me i don't live for that Hell uh, no. but i think it's just uh, for us to be what matters the most is to make it to 10 years and feel like you can make 10 more thanks mm. and so that's what i'm happiest about and i feel that way about him too
3: and so, okay, so going into that too, so I know you you are a Thug fan, a young Thug fan, and, yeah. and which we are too. Like we seen Thug come up. I work directly with Done Deal, so of course I seen young it's Thug come wild. up. So-, um, so, so how did you feel? Like you know, during that time, everybody was coming up at that time, yeah. seeing them fall out publicly, because like it hurt my feelings. But how did it? You know, how did it? How did it impact you?
4: I mean, it's sad. You got to think about it. You know, uh, when you actually genuinely cool for the right reasons with people and those people fall out for legitimate reasons mm-hmm. um, And what what is it put you in a weird place and so i just treated it accordingly if i'm around them i don't bring up quan and i treat quan i'm mean, at treat thug with the respect that he deserves if i'm around Quan, i don't bring up thug and i treat him with the respect that he deserved and that's how i moved for mm-hmm. all those years which was a lot of years now that they've been not Facts. on the same page that's yeah just kind of stay shame. out of it let them yeah. handle it because yeah. it's not my beef and also Facts. i'm not into pos- the position to put them back together either mm-hmm. so Facts. i didn't want to be the fake man i got this but let me bro Type no you. right, right. no no
3: That's a big. That's a big. How you feel about Thugs'
2: issues right now with his legal issues, and then also with um, artists, their lyrics being used against
4: them when it comes to cases. Um, I mean, you know, it's free slime till slime free, Mm -hmm. right? Um, You know, (laughs) when it comes to to the, he is an enigma. And um, his family is awesome. Shout out to Dolly and Dora. Yeah, yeah,
3: we fuck and, with them. You
4: know, Mama Duck, everybody. Like they just showed me hella love. I got a really good relationship with the family on a, more of a family basis, not like really street shit or even music stuff. We only got sure. one song together, mm-hmm. one or two songs together. Um, just more of like the type of relationship we got, where it's like them, them, my peoples. So I want him to be out to fight this case and be able to take care of his family and make music because mm. recording is his passion. Recording is why he, he he is a gift from God to record and make the music that people want and love. And outside of the consumer who gonna eat it up, his peers, mm. he makes all his peers better. Mm-hmm. He challenges J. Cole. He challenges. Thanks. Drake. Thanks. He challenges Kanye West. He challenges all these people, you know what I'm saying? Because he is who he is. So him not being around, it hurts us, I think. You know I agree. What I'm saying? I saying because he did. is a challenge that we love. It's like you can't do it like slime. You can't, however, mm-hmm. but you don't even want to. You just want the energy of like us as people should never stay in a box, and Facts. that's why I love. I, I love. I will always love him. However, you know, what I'm saying that's why I think we are I agree. Is because we are not in anybody's box.
3: Mm-hmm. Facts, and so okay. Um. So so going back to to you and your music. Um. And you know that was an important part to bring up just because like again like when I think about Atlanta and just just remembering the things of how shit happened, you was a big part of just moving the culture for especially for that time frame. Right. right. Um. So I want to go back to you signing to Def Jam, and I know you addressed this on a Drink Champs interview. Um. But why was it a thing where people thought that you had got dropped? And I know you had tweeted that at the time too, but then you said, "No, I didn't get dropped from Def Jam."
4: Well, what's it called? It um, when I when I tweeted what I tweeted, um, it was for me to get the energy that was around me away from me. Had a lot mm. of to me, I felt like leeches and mm. and not snakes, but just leeches. Mm and i was becoming a uh uh not a dependency but i was i felt like i was crippling Mm. the homies or whatever but i but i didn't know how to tell the homies that or whatever because it was so personal so sometimes the 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 best things and the easiest things to say are the hardest to say to the people closest to us Mm. because of the consequences that you're thinking Mm. i was overthinking the situation so I was like, you know what? I'm the type of person where I was like, when I feel like it's just too much, I'm going to blow the whole bitch up. I would have been like, <laughs> like, fuck it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it is just what it is. Here yes. ain't nobody. All me. or nothing type <laughs> shit. For fuck us. it. You know what I'm saying? So I was just like, you know what? Mm. Burn this shit down. All this shit is stupid. I don't like mm-hmm. none of it. I'm depressed. And I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm the one richer than everybody, and I'm depressed. Mm. However, I was like, this is stupid. However, um, I don't like the business that's going on here that's with me and the label. Mm. And so that that was was i wasn't dropped by them i asked uh mm-hmm. i requested to be let, to be dropped and they approved their request because everybody who signed me in the beginning quit or didn't work there anymore mm-hmm. so the yeah. people that were there they weren't fans of me yeah mm-hmm. that's something that i want uh, kids to keep in mind is like you can get signed today and in three months that person can go get a higher position had another label and they're going to take it fuck what you got that's so scary that's you know that, that's crazy as hell because once again us as young men and women coming out of the streets how whatever it, once again I told you my parents split mm-hmm. how whatever so we do look at these older people trying to do business with us as a father figure or as a, mm. uh, a person that I should be able to trust because it's like oh you are trying to help my, my family mm. you make yourself family when you try to do something that's helping out my family so when you do something that's hurting my family you hurt me I'm gonna take you personal as fuck you know, um, but that's just the, the, the game. You know what I'm saying, so I had to learn that the hard way. Um, and when they, when that word, when it was going around and they dropped me, I just didn't fight it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and The reason why I didn't fight it, because I know that I was gonna request to get off, and I didn't want to come across as one of those people where it like, I didn't want to give them any reason to want to keep me, or to do spite by me. And like, hell no, I'm gonna keep you shelf, bitch. You ain't gonna right. do nothing if i just kind of like play like yeah i'm losing i'm losing but in reality i was freeing myself of all the negative around. wait awesome kanye yeah. shit yeah, was was great. what they trying to yeah, say it he did it on purpose like, oh yes i'm shit. losing everything yes yeah. i am <laughs> everything that i want to get away to from lose. me i don't got you please i'm broke baby <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i'm broke baby i ain't
3: got it and i respect that and i think i think that's dope um and and it's like um what what to the public, I, and from a fan perspective, what made me happy, and we reported this too in the Progress Report, was um, seeing that um, you get money from every time that Bruno Mars' songs, the Uptown Funk, is played. And I was just like, yo, this is beautiful, because before that misconception was cleared up, we didn't know what was what. So, you know, talk about just, you know, being a part of Bruno Mars' Uptown Funk and, and just finding out about that.
4: Well, you know, the Bruno Mars thing was just a huge play. Like, those are the legacy that's plays. Chess plays. That's, no, a, that's a chess that's play. That's a chess play. I'm good. It's a you legacy gotta read the play. Bill on that bitch. <laughs> right? So that's a chess play. It's a legacy play. Those mm. are the plays that I always suggest to any writer, artist, you know, that's looking at this. Those mm. are plays that you want to make. Mm. Uh, if you have five or more of those plays, you never have to work again in life. I'm just letting you know. Mm. I, whatever. so I got one already. Uh, I'm working on four more. Um, and it comes, it, it's, it's beautiful. The, the, the beauty of it in reality, because I said this recently and I'm going to say it again,
3: mm.
4: money is about how far you can throw it not how much you have it at once. Gotcha. How, whatever it's like, do just throw it and keep moving or whatever. And when you catch it, throw it again or whatever, because having all the money at once and not knowing what to do with it, how, whatever you just going to blow shit. it whatever, but if you make it work for you and you keep pushing it forward, you'll always have money. Mm. And so with the Bruno Mars thing, the money was one thing and it was cool, but I took even a pay cut in what I could have made, mm. however, whatever, so that I could actually, I put in my deal where it was like, I'm gonna take less money, less percentage, on the ownership of this, so that I could work with Bruno Mars and Mark Ronson. Mm. However, because it's more important for me to work with people who are this good, Thanks. if my song could be number one in the urban market and go gold, and then you could take yeah. my song and be number one on Billboard and go diamond, mm-hmm. with my song, yeah, then I need to learn. Right. So I'd rather learn it from the horse's mouth than any nigga that's trying to be you. Nice. I, whatever, I'm not trying to talk to a no fucking idiot. Nigga, you're not an artist, stop right. talking to me. So I went and worked to Bruno first, and it was incredible, because he taught me um, to do homework on yourself,
3: mm.
4: However, A lot of times, as artists and creatives, or you know, even interviewers, mm-hmm. interviewers like yourself, you know, what I'm saying like, it's good to look at the game footage, how whatever. That's how you get better interviewing, how mm-hmm. whatever. Like, Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that, how whatever. It's not that you're conceited. No, is Do you want to be the best, or you want to be an okay interviewer? No, you want to be the best. I think that you should do things to want to be damn good at it.
3: Damn right. So you, sure. in
4: order to do damn good, what does Kobe Bryant do? R. P. How do you look at game footage? What does LeBron do? You look at game footage. That's what teams do to, to win, mm. to be
0: Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, But the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
4: So that's what you need to do in yourself. And, um, you know, one of the things that Bruno kind of iterated to me, it was like, Psh, he had been looking what I've been doing since I came out. But all he really knew was the thing that came up to his giraffe, Mm. which is all go everything. However, he didn't really pay attention to the other stuff because it wasn't giraffe level for him. However, but when I'm working with him and we're doing the Uptown Funk remix, and I'm like, do like 60-something takes, like 63 takes, literally. And he's like, do it again, do it again, do it again. Mm. And I'm looking over there in the booth, and he's doing me. Better than I'm doing me at the moment, <laughs> or no. oh, whatever. I was like, "Oh shit, I'm I'm always been on my Andre 3000 shit," where it's like, "Shit, I'm in the future," hmm. or oh, whatever. But in reality, I, I I left out a curriculum that still got millions left on it that people have been tapping into my curriculum and made millions of dollars off of my curriculum. All mm-hmm. go everything is the curriculum. If you oh, yeah. study it well enough, look at how much has came from it look Uh, how many people got a lot of shit look how many because money has two sides of it Mm. it's meta money and it's real money Mm. and and before there was the metaverse you had numbers on YouTube clout how would it have been to Instagram followers stuff like that so like if you go look at how many parody videos were done 10 years ago and look at the numbers that these people got how whatever if they were smart they made money off of that so that's all the parody people Mm. and then obviously the labels then obviously world star. Then mm. so many like then you take the artists who like changed their style or was more free, and the artists that like now labels is like oh, we can mess with like these weird hipster hood type of people, mm. and then you had a whole slew of new kids who wouldn't have got a chance to be mainstream, mm-hmm. because now the labels understood that oh, there is some diamonds in the rough. With these weird-ass kids in these different pockets of different parts of America. You Specs. know? So, you know, like, for me, it's, um, now talking to you, it's a blessing. No, looking like, back uh, at you, it, it's amazing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Big blessings. You know, but at the time, it was just like... Of course. Hey, man, I just got my head down, I'm working. <laughs> got my head down, I'm working.
3: And so we were privileged enough to come to the unofficial listening session for the DBS two. Yeah. Both are there or just you? Uh, well I was there okay. and then some of the other team members was there, okay, cool, nice. but it was, it was big vibe. So can right. we, can we get into what can we expect? What release date are we going to get? I mean, it was a few records in there. It was just like, what the fuck put this out now.
2: Right. Yeah. And, and also what are your expectations for it as mm. well? Okay.
4: Good question. Um, so I can't give you a date cause I don't have the date. Right. Okay. Um, and I'm still working on it. I'm, I'm honestly, enjoying
3: mm-hmm.
4: being back in my bag period you know the pandemic threw me off of my personal bag mm-hmm. and but so but it allowed me to focus on i got my own clothing brand I got my own sneakers. We sold out of my sneaker collab. sock brand is doing well. Thank you. That's all right. You know, we got a collab coming up with the PGA tour Mm. um, for Complex Con soon. That's crazy. So all those, yeah, it's crazy. The PGA tour don't work for black people like that. Nah, for sure. You You don't even ever hear no shit like that. (laughs) That's why I was like, I'm very proud of my team, myself, Mm. my business partner, my boy Kyle, who we make our socks here in America. We have one of the only 5 black owned uh factories in America. Mm. No, it's a big deal. I'm not downplaying it. Niggas in. don't get a chance to have these type of things. So Niggas they got socks,
3: but I know what you mean. They make, <laughs> they make themselves.
4: Um so to go back to your question, you know, of uh, DBS2, don't be safe 2. That's the name of the project. Yes, sir. Um mm, day I don't have for you. Expectation. Mm. Um for my day one fans and the real fans, right? The people who actually like know the lyrics to the for deep sure. cuts. Um, it's great, incredible, amazing closure to our 10-year chapter together. Hard. We started together mm. and we we just did 10 years. We just did a 10-year bid together. Facts. We was in this bitch. That's <laughs> crazy. Oh, you was fucking with me every time I dropped. Yeah. Oh, whatever. This you Friday, dropped a lot of shit. I dropped definitely a lot shit. of shit. got like 10 definitely joints definitely. out. Yeah, I dropped yeah, a lot facts. of shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You just hey, got to yeah. do your homework to know what I dropped. Facts. Oh, whatever. So for the... Person and the people, and they are they are people, trust me. I meet them in the weirdest absolutely. of places. Yeah, absolutely. However, we they come up know, to me man. and they'll bring up a song that I don't even know the lyrics right. to anymore. <laughs> however, but it helped them not kill themselves. Mm. Yeah, that'd be crazy when I hear stuff like that. You know, I got a song called The Fields off of a project called Father Figure. Mm-hmm. And I've had people come up to me and tell me, white, black, however, like, but this song stopped me from committing suicide. Wow. However, That's some real like, shit. Powerful. That song don't even got a million streams. Crazy. You see know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm only doing the Lord's work what all go everything is a spiritual hymn for our culture mm. or whatever that's why so many people identify with it that's mm. why you always will however the the thing about it here in atlanta you get a lot of spiritual hymns every two weeks because somebody's coming with some shit yeah yes. because we are in a, a great city for music not mm. as fast you know what i'm saying but i was able to make one of those
1: one things, of the ones like
4: what like one, a different type of like bro that's like you know what I'm saying? Way by the water right there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's like the Holy Cross type thing. Spikes. Um, so once again to go back to expectations for the day one fans, it's just a beautiful closure to the our ten year chapter together. I bid. Or oh, whatever, like I know they're going to appreciate the growth. Mm-hmm. I know they're going to hear the bars. I mm. know they're going to hear, like, damn, you always doing stuff I didn't expect. Like, you know what I'm saying? The singing, the reggae, the mm. this, the that. Like, it's a musical buffet of everything I like because I like everything. For Everywhere, sure. everyone, all at once. So. You know what I'm saying? That's just how I roll. Um, for the person who is like, uh, Trinidad James, like, he, that's the all gold nigga, right? However, for that person... <laughs> um, I don't have an expectation with that person. I don't have a, uh, for me, I think for that person, I know that my intention was to, How? To, cause it's 10 songs. One of these 10 songs is for you. Whether you want to receive it, I'm never gonna put a gun to your head to do it. Because with All Go Everything, I never force anybody to like it. I never, I wasn't like, like just like, y'all gotta listen to my song. Oh, yeah. Uh,
3: Please, this is my song. That ain't the type of artist you are, though. No,
4: I'm just making art. Art right. is like, it's puts on a wall. Mm-hmm. And if a million people walk by, but then one person goes by, like, oh, shit, that's my cousin. That's a crazy-ass picture. Yeah, yeah. I know what this picture is for. That's who it's for. Right. That's how art works. Facts. I'm not... Walking around here Waiting for you to tell me Oh nigga you the truth Right Nigga you see my outfit I'm good Like I'm good Like real real good I've been this way for a long way That's hard (laughs) For a long time So you know For that person I really did Try To put something On here for you Mm. But if this still Does not work for you I'll catch you next time Respectfully Respectfully
3: Period, and You know, uh, and that's the thing I think like for me personally, that's why I've always been a fan of yours. Just because it's like once you get to know you and learn you, it's like you don't care what people think. But it's also like you about the arts and I respect that because that's what we on to. It's like shit. We want people to fuck with the progress of prayer. But if you don't shit, it ain't for you. Like You know what I'm saying? Period.
4: Because you didn't wake up to offend and you don't have right, anything yeah, against these good. people. Right. And they don't they don't have anything against me. That's the main lesson I had to learn. Mm-hmm. Anybody who doesn't Nothing like personal. Trinidad James' music, they don't not like me. Right. They don't know me. Right. They don't like the product, or they don't like the media behind the product, right. or what other people have told them. Hey, if you met me, it'd be a different situation. Right? However, but you're not going to get that chance to, for certain people. Mm-hmm. So it just is what it is. It what is it what is. it is. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. I like how you put that.
3: So we definitely got to do a part two of it sometimes. I feel like we can go on and on and on and on and on and on, right? So we got this question that we ask all our guests to hit the platform now, um, you know, to define a word progress because that's our key word at the progress support, and, you know, you're a progressive person. So what does the word progress mean to you?
4: Um, don't use yesterday's excuses for today.
3: Damn, I like that. I like that. That's mm. hard
4: as fuck. That's hard. That's hard as fuck. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, progress is personal. Like mm. Everything that you're going through we're not going to know it. Right. <laughs> Even that. Only you know, only you know what the fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. oh, I want my gauges to be bigger. I don't know that. Like, right, you know, right. That's on you. Like, <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, just don't make excuses for the things you're not making changes. on. Like, You know what I'm saying? And for when sure. you stop doing that, you are making progress.
3: For sure. Hell yeah, man. This was dope. We definitely going to have to do a part two. Um, But... Just, you know, again, salute to you. Salute to your team because um, I'm just happy to my see you. My nigga Bentley. Nah, yes, salute to Bentley. I fuck with Bentley, Check man. That's my guy. Check out label guys. going on. Like, Come y'all organized. I just, I just fuck with y'all, and I like what you're doing. Um, so we got some gifts for you and shit. But first, we got a progress support for you. So yes, you got to hang it up on your Frigidaire. Oh, thanks, man. Know what I mean? Oh, wow. It's probably Hell, the best yeah. progress report you ever had. <laughs> wow. Hell yeah. Straight A's. Nah, Thank for you. sure. But nah, this is the progress support podcast, man. We appreciate you fucking with us, though. Yes, sir.
4: Thank y'all. Y'all keep doing it, man. You know um, Gotta what keep y'all doing are doing. That shit. Consistency is what makes you a goat. Mm, you know, we use that word a lot. I think you said it at the beginning of this yeah. interview. Because mm. you definitely
2: you know? are the fucking yeah. goat. I appreciate and, and People different. need I, to give I, you your flowers consistency,
4: more. Consistency, now that I put in 10 years, I, I, I'll take it crazy. a little bit better, whereas like, I really do appreciate it. Before these 10 years, yeah. I just kind of like let it go in one ear and go out the other. Yeah. Because I'm just focused on like, bro, you don't understand. Like, I've got a chance to... And I, be, I hate to be a name-dropper person, but, like, I've seen, a, I've seen I've a hard Will Smith work. Mm. Bro, you ain't seen, you ain't did nothing, bro. We didn't even you get ain't, to
3: touch on acting and shit. You ain't did nothing, bro. Like, bro, yeah. bro,
4: I, I've i seen a nigga do so many talking big we just talking things about, at well, one time. We were just talking like, about Will earlier. There's no, no way I thought yes. I was doing, like, nah, I'm doing a lot. Nah, that nigga is a machine. I know I'm doing a lot. Like, I know I'm doing a lot. Like, yes. I've seen, i walked into a nigga spot, For and he is handling family doing a movie yeah a multi-million dollar movie Shit. working on an album mm. with us mm. Mm. built a studio in the garage mm. and face doing the first face chat ever with a person in space damn what? all at the same time damn that's huh? hard <laughs> as fuck, y'all. Man, i'm like oh no right
3: will big, yeah, big so, will nah, <laughs> whenever
4: you think that you're Willard. busy big Willie, you got <laughs> progress to make Sucks.
3: Nah, Trinidad. Nah, this Thank is legendary. You, it was crazy. Like I said, I can't believe I've been here for nine years. I can't believe this is our first fucking interview. So that's like crazy that. to me. So, well, it's the one that mattered. Though. No, no, no. It does, but it's just, it's just crazy. It's long overdue. That's why like, we got to get this shit in. It's time yeah. for that shit.
4: I'm happy we did.
3: Hell yeah. Well, this is the progress report, y'all. We out.
0: The progress report. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous.